0: Hello and welcome to today's Minutes with Maurice podcast. As I closed last week's podcast, I told you I would be traveling to Stockholm, Sweden. I will share with you some of the trials and successes encountered on my way to Stockholm. International travel is seldom easy and often frustrating. My trip has been made so much more possible because of my son Mark, who has made it his goal to shepherd me through all the checkpoints of our travels. After all, I am 90 years old and not quite as nimble as I think I am. And thank you, Mark, for your caring and love. Our journey began midday on a pleasant Tuesday, the 9th of August, when we arrived at Tampa's International Airport for a scheduled 3 p.m. flight to New York's JFK Airport for an 8 p.m. flight to Stockholm. We were all smiles when we boarded Delta's flight 2561 to JFK at 248, on a sunny day. It was then Florida's weather took control of our trip. A summer storm blew in from the east and frequent lightning shut down all departures and arrivals at the airport. And we do know Florida is the lightning capital of the world. Finally, A 4.30 departure still left us with ample time for our 8 p.m. JFK connection. I mean, after all, we would have two hours wait time after we landed. We were in good shape, we thought. But the airport shutdown continued, so we were stuck at the gate for a little while longer a 445 takeoff and a 2 hour plus flight would still leave enough time for our 8 p.m. connection but when we landed there were no gates open for our aircraft as our plane idled on the tarmac we watched our connection time shrink to an oh, no, moment of possibly missing our flight to Stockholm. Someone was watching over us. I like to think it was the good Lord moving his chess pieces to avoid a checkmate. Our plane was scheduled for the C-30 gate, and our departing flight, scheduled at gate B43. Now, at JFK, that means two different terminals about a half mile apart. Somewhere, our plane's gate was changed to a terminal B gate for some unknown reason. Could it have been divine intermission? We watched our boarding window shrink to 10 minutes when the plane's exit doors were opened. Another piece of good fortune had placed us up close to the front of the aircraft. We deplaned quickly as possible, and a porter was waiting for me with a pre ordered wheelchair. Thanks to him, we arrived at our distant gate to find the flight departure on hold for us. We had made our Stockholm connection with zero time to spare. Our 8 p.m. departure had stretched to an unknown time because of the backlog of aircraft in line to take off. We were number 15 in the queue. Our fully loaded 767 finally took off at 945. A six-hour time difference meant it would be about 4.30 Wednesday a.m. before we reached Stockholm. It was the first time I had dinner at Tor 1045 p.m. at 31,000 feet and an airspeed around 350 miles per hour with a prevailing tailwind of around 150 miles per hour, helping make up our flight time. Dinner was chicken marcella with a white or red, wine of choice. Actually, it was pretty tasty. Breakfast was a three-cheese McDonald's-type sandwich with a fruit cup. Touchdown at Stockholm's airport was at 4.30 a.m. Grandson Michael, the groom-to-be, greeted us at the airport and whisked us to our hotel, the Nobis, in the center of Stockholm's upscale shopping district. With Gucci, Prada, Rolex, and the nearby museum of the ship Vasa that took four years to build in the 1640s, only to capsize 15 minutes after launch. Its upper mid-decks were fortified with too many cannons, causing it to capsize. It was top-heavy. It was subsequently found, raised from the seabed, reconstructed, and is now on display in its full size. A must-see when you get to Stockholm. The city of Stockholm is very cosmopolitan. Ethnic groups are obvious, as are couples of all persuasions. Clothing styles are very current. The mode of transportation seems to be into five groups. Your standard walkers, cars, taxis, and ubiquitous bikes and scooters. Bikes are mostly privately owned, but motorized scooters are rented, much like other major cities. A rider loads in an estimated time of use, pays with a pre-registered account, and rides it to a destination, stands it up, and walks away. It's like a two-wheeled Uber ride with you being the driver. Scooters are everywhere. Men and women zip along their merry way. The city has installed four-foot bike scooter paths with their own right of way. Pedestrians are at risk to be when a to be run down if they get in the step into a bike path. It is Thursday afternoon as I record this episode. Going to sleep at six o'clock last night and getting up at six this morning has rewound my circadian rhythm clock to a time zone that sees the sunrise at about five a.m. and set at about 8 p.m. Thanks for listening to this week's Minutes with Maurice podcast. Be sure to listen to next week's podcast when I talk about getting together with family my grandson Michael's wedding when I will have the honor of being the officiant and will describe the pomp and circumstance of a full military honors wedding and a reception that will supposedly have 19 different languages represented. Until then, I am Maurice St. Germain.